Welcome to the only actionable podcast to help you unfuck your marketing and run a business that gives a shit. I'm your host, Siobhan, and this is Marketing Unfucked. Today, we discuss purpose, or more specifically, your social and environmental purpose and how it can help your marketing with Fiona Ras-Jones. Let's do this. Fiona, how do we unfuck marketing? Well, there's a lot to be unfucked, but one of the main things for me is for people to stop greenwashing and understand what a social environmental purpose really is and how it impacts your business. Okay, so you've just said a lot of things that we need to unpack. We've got greenwashing, social and environmental purpose. Where do we want to start? Let's start with purpose because I think we need to understand that before we discuss greenwashing. Can you just walk us through that a bit? Yeah, sure. So a company's purpose is, uh, well, the classic answer is their why. And I'm sure everyone's kind of watched the Simon Sinek TED talk on it here. You know, it, it like looking at it, really, it's it's what the company's for beyond making a profit. And when it comes to a social or environmental impact, it's thinking about that in relation to the business and thinking about how that can be integrated right the way throughout. So I like to use the framework of, you know, it's something you love, something you're great at, something you're paid for, and something the world needs. Mm-hmm. And and really, your whole aim as a company then becomes to profitably deliver that purpose. It's not some kind of cause add-on or something to be developed in, you know, by a marketing team. It needs to run through every single thing you do. Everyone in the company, every one of your customers, suppliers need to understand how they're a part of it and how they're contributing to it. So then if that's the purpose, right, it's everything that goes beyond kind of the profit, let's say, why do marketers think it's so important to have a purpose? Or like, how does that even help us? Because everyone's talking about it, right? Everyone's saying we do this and we plant trees here. And I'm sure we can get there later as to why that might not work. But what is the reason marketers think they need to have a purpose? I mean, I think there's a lot of benefits to having a purpose. I think, you know, from a marketing and sales perspective, we can kind of start there. You know, customers want to buy from companies that they believe in, that are doing good. People are a lot more environmentally and socially aware than they were. Edelman survey demonstrated that 80% of people want brands to solve society's problems. There's loads of statistics around it. But so that from a sales perspective is compelling. But I think, you know, there's also a lot of other benefits to the business in terms of attracting and retaining talent. Investors want to invest in these companies that are having a positive impact. You know, they see that kind of long term perspective and the potential there. There's the opportunity to differentiate and tell a clear story, innovation, that there's lots of benefits to doing it. And unfortunately, sometimes this has been taken the wrong way and uh, and led to greenwashing because people have tried to make shortcuts and and yeah and that has damaged the companies who are really genuinely delivering it and doing it okay so before we touch on greenwashing what you know if there are so many benefits and if they are proven with data and everything and everyone knows about these benefits then why aren't more people working on a purpose what's holding them back i think a lot of people are but i think that Um, a lot is complicated. I think it's complicated to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I guess I'll talk about doing it well, you know, like first of all is, is, um, you know, really behind every good purpose is a clearly defined problem to be solved. Okay. And it's something that you really need to understand thoroughly in order to make a real impact on it and understand how that relates to your business and what you're doing. And I think that 
it takes work to do it properly, but the rewards are many, as we've just discussed. But I think there's there's challenges around around it, particularly in terms of how people might be perceived if they are doing it wrong, which kind of goes back to the greenwashing, really, which I think why some people steer clear of it. So what's the how's the right way to do it? Tell us uh, the right way to have a purpose or work with a purpose or market according to a purpose. So I think, you know, as I said, the most important thing is to understand the problem behind your purpose. You know, like what is it that you're actually trying to solve? Can you give us an example to like a purpose and the problem behind it so we can kind of understand that better? Yeah, so I think a couple that I really like that uh, everyone will know is, um, I say, Tony's Chocolate Only. You know, that they're really trying to solve modern slavery in the supply chain. So that's their, the overall problem they're trying to solve. And their purpose is, you know, that 100% chocolate is 100% safe free. And that's the norm in chocolate. Mm-hmm. You've then also got a really nice one of like Ella's Kitchen, the children's food brand. And, you know, the challenge that they're working on there in the UK is that like by the time a kid starts school, one in five of them are going to be overweight or obese. And their purpose is to improve children's lives through developing healthy relationships with food. So okay. understanding a really clearly defined measurable problem, but also kind of like the, how that relates to your business and, you know, and kind of defining the scale at which you want to approach it, thinking about the entry point you're going to kind of come at it and your whole approach takes work. So, yeah, and like it's, it's good. Like, so you have the problem and that clearly it, the purpose kind of really fits well with that. And then you said that the problem is measurable, but how do you really measure for that purpose, even outside of marketing? Like I'm sure people volunteer or might provide good food such as Ellis Kitchen does for kids, but how do you measure this? And, and, and taking it even further, how do you market the purpose and then measure it? Lots of really good questions in there. So I'll start with like how you measure it. And, uh, you know, I have to say there's there's no precise science behind it, like overall, but there's definitely really strong ways that you can do it. I'd recommend looking at something called a theory of change framework to really to help you understand, like, what is the change you actually want to bring about? Who are the people you want to influence? What do you want them to do? And once you've defined like the overall impact that you want to have on the problem, what you want to achieve with your purpose, have a think about, okay, well, what are the prerequisites? Like what needs to happen in order for me to achieve that purpose? And then work out how to make that as measurable as possible. You know, things that, um, you know, are around that, like it's often awareness raising, there might be lobbying, there might be volunteering involved, but with a really good social environmental purpose for a company, it also links to products sold or services sold. And I think that that's a really important distinction to be made where you've got a positive, you know, where you've got a social or environmental purpose, the more products or services you sell, the more impact you create. And there needs to be that full alignment. Do you have a good example of where that actually, that alignment happens? Because so with Ellis Kitchen, I can kind of see it, you know, you're selling baby food, let's say, and toddler food that that aligns with this idea of having good food so that children aren't obese. But let's take a more extra, maybe even a service industry example, if you have one, where the service they provide aligns with their purpose and has that impact. Okay, so I'm working with Whole Grain Digital, web design agency mm-hmm. based in London. And their overall purpose, I won't be able to get it exactly right in my head now because we're just <laughs> um, finalizing it. But um, their problem that trying to tackle 
is website carbon, essentially. So again, hopefully I'm going to get this statistic right, but it's, it's something like if the internet were a country, it would be the sixth biggest polluter in the world. Wow. And, and so that's something that they're trying to tackle through making the, the internet lower carbon. Now, what they do in, in that sense is, you know, essentially they sell websites, they sell low carbon websites. For every website they sell, they're reducing carbon. They also do a lot of other really amazing things like, you know, they've written a book on um, sustainable web design. There's an online carbon calculator that you can type in your website and it comes out of that showing you, you know, how carbon intensive your website is, Mm -hmm. benchmarking it to other websites and giving you tips on how to reduce it. They do talks, lobbying, like all kinds of things to affect the industry, which is also great marketing as alongside that awareness raising. But, you know, essentially they are selling low carbon websites. And for every one of those, they're able to measure the reduction in carbon produced. So I like that example because in the service industry, I think sometimes it's hard to kind of relate to the purpose. So Whole Grain Digital is a great example. But then let's let's switch completely to the opposite end to e-commerce, where I'm sure this is where we see a lot of greenwashing. We see it in other places as well. I see it there a lot. Can you give us a good example of how a purpose can align with an e-commerce industry? It just feels a bit foreign to me because e-commerce is so profit-driven and you've got so much of this fast fashion, et cetera. So how do people address things there? Do you want me to give me an idea of a, um, if you give me a, an example of an e-commerce company, I'll, I'll try and uh, talk through how they might do it. Yeah. So, I mean, there are various e-commerce companies. There are the ones that bother me a little bit, which I'm sure is it's a finicky subject, though, are like the, the swimsuits made out of recycled plastic. Yeah. But really what they do is every time you use them and wear them, they release microplastics back into the environment. So that feels a little bit backwards to me. Granted, I don't think they started out like that, right? I thought that they were doing the right thing. So there I feel like they have a clear purpose. They want to get the fishing nets and recycle and the plastics out of the sea. And they're selling bathing suits to do that. That makes sense. And I can understand the impact. But then there are a lot of these companies out there who say, for every purchase you, you know, buy from us, every pair of pants you buy from us out of, let's say, cotton, we donate to this fund. And it's like usually some children's fund or something. So I feel like a disconnect there. So how can a company like that come up with a purpose that aligns with their clothing? So I think um, there's, yeah. That's a really good example. And there's a lot in there. I think that, um, you know, something that I wanted to say was like the whole process is a journey when we're talking about, you know, they, they swimwear brands and, you know, like from recycled plastic, but then it's releasing work. But it's like nobody's perfect. Like there are no perfect solutions in this space. And, and I, I kind of wanted to make that really clear because I think that a lot of people are scared to go into this space and make these changes because they're scared of doing the wrong thing. You are going to do the wrong thing. We're all doing the wrong thing, but it's a learning process. And, and I think that that's a really important thing to remember through that process. And, and a lot of those companies are taking those you know, steps going forwards. And if, but we're, if we're kind of looking at a, um, I've forgotten what uh, company you gave me as an example. I, I, I didn't give you a specific company, just an e-com star, a store that was selling, let's say, cotton sweatpants or joggers. Uh, yeah. So thinking about that way, you've got, I, I mean, it's interesting. So I guess that is a um, design to give impact business model. It is an impact business model, essentially, you know, like every item that they've sold, they are producing some kind of positive impact, but it's not fully aligned with the business if it's not related to what they're doing. And I think that that's really key as well. So, you know, if you think about what, you know, it's really 
yeah, to, to be authentic, you also need to look at the impact that your business is creating. That's like environmentally and socially. Have a look at your supply chain. Have a look at, you know, how you're treating your workers. Have a think about, you know, broader impacts to your local community. Like every industry and every business will have negative impacts. To ignore those, I think, is a real shame uh, and, and kind of lacks authenticity when then it's like ignoring those but doing something good for an external cause. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to be giving that money to charity. I think it's, you know, it's really admirable. But at the same time, I think it could be more aligned for a purpose and it could help drive the company forward a lot more. So if I were that company, I would take a look at those impacts, take stock. And, you know, like a a great way to start to do that is to maybe use the, the B Corp B Impact Assessment. It's completely free. It's a way to really like understand and measure the impact that you have across your business from governance to workers community environment and your customers and and really you know take stock and have a think about well how could we tackle some of these negative impacts how could we you know how could we improve some of the the impact through what we deliver and take it from there so ultimately is that what the theory of changed and helps you do that framework it it, it allows you to understand where you can have an impact closer to home that aligns with your business? Is that the purpose of that framework? I think the kind of the, the theory of change is great in a, in a lot of ways. I think there's a lot of benefits overall. It's, you know, it's a narrative to help understand and um, explain and test your, your impact overall. It, it makes it make sense. It helps you focus. It helps you make decisions, communicate with your team what you're trying to achieve communicate with your customers it's it's an incredible tool for for a lot of reasons and i think thinking about ways that you can build in multiple levels of levels of value throughout your business as well to maximize opportunities for growth if it's there in in you know like in black and white in the diagram it's so much clearer to see how you can build in levels of value so i'd say that's the kind of main yeah those are the main benefits behind having a theory of change so then let's say a company like the e-commerce company has done the B impact assessment just to get an idea as to what kind of impact they have more internally as well as within their community. And they've also gone through this process of a theory of change. How do they market that well? Because as a consumer, right, it's easy to say, oh, everything I buy, it's going to go to some charity. It's something you can grasp, right? It's something I can say, okay, five bucks, I did something good. It makes me feel good as a consumer. So... How can you get someone or or do you see pushback here when people want to feel good? But from a marketing perspective, that's easy to sell. But if you're going to say, oh, and all of our cotton is done at a company where they get maternity leave and insurance and everyone's treated well, that's not that easy of a selling point. Yeah. So I think that there's a couple of um, layers in, in there. So like one is... Through doing the B impact assessment, I think it's a really good way to kind of like understand that that broadly across your business. I think it's really hard for businesses to authentically communicate their impact in a lot of ways because of the greenwashing. I've kind of mentioned that a couple of times, and you know, yeah. we'll kind of come back to it. I think that we don't have any any way of kind of telling if. Um, uh, sorry, just uh, distracted by your dog there. Yeah, uh, he got um, excited about something. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's hard to communicate all of those impacts. And, you know, unless you're like me, an impact report geek, 
you're probably, you know, not going to kind of dig deeper. And I think that's where the uh, B Corp assessment and certification comes in. It's really useful. You know, I heard one client say, oh, wow, this is amazing. It's a badge basically saying we're not assholes. You know, from that, that outset, there's some kind of certification. Again, it's not perfect. It's not kind of an overall perfect fit to say everything, but it's a really good indication that a company is considering their impact right the way through their organization. So I think that that's a really useful tool on that front and you can tell deeper stories through it. But having that one clear purpose with it, you know, gives you a story to tell. And, you know, part of you solving that problem to achieve your purpose is raising awareness around a cause that makes sense for your business. So, you know, we've given the example of Tony's Chocolonely, you know, they talk about slavery and chocolate a lot and they talk, you know, and they find ways to engage their customers, engage partners in that narrative as part of that really clear, compelling story. It's authentic. It makes sense. You know, it runs throughout. You know, you've got the ability to, so there's a water bottle company, um, like a, you know, reusable water bottle company called Dopper. And um, their tagline is the message is the bottle, which is really nice, I think, yeah. You know, the whole thing is about, you know, reducing ocean plastic. They tell that story to raise that awareness, but very much linked to their product. It makes perfect sense with their product. And so, you know, in that marketing, you're raising awareness of the piece. You're attracting customers, engaging customers in the issue, helping them and supporting them to take action for you to achieve that overall purpose alongside selling your products and services, which is achieving that. And yeah. so it's all interlinked, whereas with this, you know, with the uh, e-commerce business where they've got some kind of, you know, cotton, cotton wear, but then they're donating to a children's charity. They don't have the clarity of that story. You know, why yeah. are they telling this? You know, like, why are they donating to those children? How does that actually relate to the, you know, the clothing that they're selling? It doesn't make sense. There's that disconnect and, and it kind of lacks that that authenticity. So it's harder to to go out there with that one clear message and um, and come across to it as authentic to the consumer because I think you know they are you know consumers are getting more and more savvy around these things yeah. you know they want that that authenticity they they want that clarity and they want to you know they want to know like what they can do and how they can t- take action beyond just giving money to charities and causes. Okay, so. I think I've got a good grasp on this. And I want to just go back to something you've mentioned now a few times, which is this whole idea of greenwashing and how what you specifically said was that people who are doing good are afraid to market it because they come off as greenwashing. So explain that a little bit, because I so I I see greenwashing a lot. I don't like it, but um, I definitely didn't think it was holding people back. So I'd love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think. I think if you're authentically delivering impact, you know, I mean, you know, I don't think that a lot of the big players who are doing it really well, I don't think it's holding them back, you know, and I've given several examples of companies who are doing it really effectively, that it's not. But a lot of my clients and people that I chat to are concerned about standing up above the parapet, like standing out for their cause and what they're doing and then being shouted down and and kind of being attacked you know for doing these things and you know like referring back to what i said before there is there are no perfect solutions to these social environmental challenges all we can do is do our best until we know better but it's scary because a lot of people are being attacked for greenwashing when they're not 
and it takes it takes a lot to kind of stand out and I think as well that you know those companies who really want to do it and are really doing it for the right reasons sometimes they don't share their social environmental credentials because they don't want that to take away from the product or feel like it's you know they're kind of manipulating the the, the good the good that they're doing or you know that uh-huh. this you know kind of feels inauthentic in some way and uh, and I think that's a huge problem because it then means that those companies that are doing good aren't using all their levers to grow and I really want to see these companies growing outperform you know outperforming their competitors and yeah. changing their industries I said so th- yeah there's a big problem with it that's interesting and then let's talk about greenwashing itself and the problem of greenwashing because it's come up now I don't know how often, within 20 <laughs> minutes, the word greenwashing keeps coming up. So talk to me a little bit about the impact of greenwashing, but also how somebody or a marketer, let's say, who is aware that the company is greenwashing or that they are just putting a spin on things to sell things from a marketing angle can maybe even improve that or, or slowly start implementing a change. So I think that's a really good point. Like marketers do have a lot of power within, within their organization. First and foremost, it's kind of understanding the whole thing. Like, you know, what, yeah, what is greenwashing? Or that there's like purpose washing, cause washing, there's all these different terms for it. But basically we're talking about people overstating their social or environmental impact for the benefit of making sales. And I think that there there needs to be that questioning, like why are we using a social or environmental cause to do that? And when it comes to, you know, the company's claiming to have a purpose, you know, is it actually being measured? You know, like, are there those clear measures? Has it been thought through? Can you genuinely say that the aim of the organisation is to profitably deliver that purpose? So I think, you know, from the purpose perspective, I think those are some really, you know, important questions to start asking. I think, you know, it is interesting as well. So there's, um, in the UK, there's new legislation that's been brought out called the Green Claims Code. And that's, it was brought out in January of this year. And that actually kind of gives powers for companies to be um, prosecuted or ads removed that are found to be greenwashing. So the Green Claims Code website is quite an interesting place to start to understand if you're greenwashing and help you identify if that's happening. Like from a marketer, you know, like from a marketing perspective, though, thinking about, you know, how you can how you can do it. I think the first question is kind of like, what, like, why are you using like the social environmental stuff to, to sell? What are the, the benefits? And, and start to have a think about, well, well, what are the negative social or environmental impacts of our industry and what we're doing? And maybe just kind of like have a look at one of those, look inside, you know, like have a look at one of those and think, well, maybe how could we start to talk about this and, and kind of tackle this? Let's try and look at that problem and, and, and see how we can solve it. And, you know, a lot of times there's other people that are already working on it, other businesses who want to collaborate and thinking about that. So I think that if, if you want to really start making a positive social environmental impact and using it in your marketing, I think that's really important. And also just being really honest. Like, I, you know, some of the best advertising I've seen says we're not perfect. We're not doing it right. You know, like, you know, in this space, like, we're learning, you know, the Hagloffs, we're carbon neutral, but we treat, we cheated to get their video is a great example of that. They're really honest about like what they're actually doing, the lengths they've gone to, to reduce their carbon, but they feel for various reasons that they explain that they can't do it now and that they're working towards it. And in the meantime, they're going to offset the carbon till they reach their end goal. 
and it's a it's an amazing kind of educational piece as well you know it's like three and a half minute video explains what carbon neutral is explain you know like explains the whole thing their reasoning behind it and, and people love it that kind of honesty because i think if um in marketing where it's kind of shown all like uh black and white like we're perfect we're wonderful we're this that and the other like people don't believe it anyway yeah. uh, people are going to start doubting it anyway so you know think about how you can be honest and be transparent through that Great. That's, that sounds really amazing. And I want to leave it there. I just have one last question in closing. Can you tell us where we can find you online? Sure. It's uh, makeimpact.co.uk or you can come and follow me on LinkedIn, which is Fiona Ras, R-A-S hyphen Jones, J-O-N-E-S. Thank you. I really enjoyed thank the session. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Fiona. And thank you for listening to Marketing Unfucked. All resources mentioned in today's show can be found in the show notes. If you like the show, leave us a review or send me some feedback. We will not see you in two weeks. This is the season closer. We will see you again in September in an all new format.